Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Uh, very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley as we gear up for the biggest game of the season thus far against Blackburn Rovers is Tom Wayne. How you doing, Tom? Gearing up. Geared, you, you, <laughs> no, I'm not geared. I'm no, getting there. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, gearing. Right up in your gears. Probably third, fourth yeah, at the moment. Fourth gear. Yeah. Going to go fifth gear before the weekend? Mm, maybe Saturday morning. Saturday morning, mm, fifth gear. Yeah. Nathan, Nathan, are you in reverse gear? I'm nervous. I'm, I'm really nervous, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, excited. Um, but yeah, nervous. I've, I've, I'll yeah. gear up with you if you want then. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll rev it up. We'll get yeah. on the gear Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right, well, so once we've done all our gear on tonight's show, we're, uh, we will be looking ahead, of course, uh, comprehensively to Saturday's game with Blackburn Rovers here at the Valley, the penultimate game of the league season. Charlton sat in the playoff places with a chance. It could it could be confirmed uh, come five o'clock on Saturday that Charlton are in the playoff places or it could be very much still up in the air. That's what we're going to find out over the course of the next hour. Well, we're going to predict it, probably wrongly. <laughs> so we're going to hear from Lee Bowyer as he looks ahead to that game. We're going to find out about the injury situation. We're going to sit down and work out the permutations, what where we can be at five o'clock uh, come Saturday. We're also going to hear from Josh McGuinness uh, with Wembley in his sights. He talks about how we can't really get too carried away, but he knows what the prize is at the end of the track. Uh, talk about the play futures obviously because we are coming towards the end of the season the clubs and the players futures still pretty much up in the air we're going to hear from Rich Sharp from the Lancashire Telegraph to find out all about Blackburn Rovers who of course sealed their promotion to the championship on Tuesday evening and then we're just going to sit back and just com- like work out how we're going to attempt to be calm for Saturday because I'm currently not calm uh, and uh, Tom you don't look very calm either do I not no yeah. I mean you're, you are the calm analyst but not <laughs> yeah. right now supposed to be yeah <laughs> it depends uh, yeah so right let's uh, let's jump straight into to looking ahead to Saturday's game Blackburn Rovers as I mentioned just there uh, promoted to the championship but they're still battling out for the title of course with uh, Wigan Athletics so they have still got stuff to play for but anyway Lee Bowyer looks ahead to the game here on Charlton Live first of all I have to congratulate Blackburn on getting promotion because it's a long, tough season in this division. Um, and the league don't lie, they're up there because they've won a lot of games. So, But for us, we have to win the game. I think we have to win the game and then keep ourselves in control of our own destiny. So, uh, yeah, it's, going to, it's a massive game. And we're going to need the, the fans are saying how we're going to need them to come on Saturday and, and, and get behind the lads and, and sing for the 90 minutes like they did at Portsmouth. And I think they got rewarded at the end of that game. And um, and it was nice to see all the players and the fans interacting after the game. And and we'll have the same effect on on Saturday if they uh, 
they come and support us like like we've seen in the in the games I've been in charge. It's talk that it could produce Charlton's biggest home gate of the season, which is good. It means we're doing the right things. People want to come and support the lads. Then the football is is being good and and the fighting spirit that, that everybody's been showing, uh, and that's including the fans. You know. Portsmouth was unreal. They did not stop singing for the whole 90 minutes at Portsmouth. And at uh, times it makes your hair, the hairs stand up on your back, you know, to to see that happening and see the reaction from the players. And it just showed that, that everybody's together and moving in the right direction. So uh, it, it, everything's positive around the place. And... Um, is, which is what is good for me and, and the thing that I'm enjoying the most. And any news on your injured players and who you could have available at the weekend who you didn't have last weekend? Um, well, we obviously lost Tariq. Uh, I think Paige is going to be okay. Obviously, he went off as well. Um, Steffi has got to have tests. Um, he's not trained with us all week. So... Um, He's still a dad. Whether he's going to be fit or not, we, we won't know until later on in the week. So, um, no, nothing's really changed. I think Pierce is going to tra train today for the first time this week. So, we had a lot of tired players, you know, them Saturday, Tuesday games were, were really tough on us because of the, the, the effort that lads put in. So, um, but now they're out of the way, they've had a full week, we give them an extra day off to, to recover this week. So, um, yeah. All ready for Saturday. There's Lee Bowyer there mm -hmm. chatting to uh, BBC Radio Kent's Tony Hurd at today's press day. We'll hear more uh, about the injury situation in, in a few moments' time, just uh, in particular for Tariq Fossu. But, you know, we're, look, we're looking ahead to this game on, on Saturday, Tom. I mean, I, I mentioned there it's what, the biggest game of the season. I mean, every game now, as you progress, is going to be the biggest game of the season, I guess. I mean, in terms of over the last couple of years, I mean, Charlton haven't, haven't had a game this big because last season we were just floating around in mid-table. The season before we got relegated quite handedly. Mm. Uh, done quite well there so um, so I mean this this is the biggest game we've had down here for a few years now yeah I'm trying to think probably the the game against Watford when Harriet scored his hat-trick and we saved ourselves mm. from relegation that was that was obviously big but in terms of a positive story it's here I don't know it's been a while isn't it because it was obviously Carlisle away when we got promoted so yeah it's going to be absolutely massive obviously Blackburn are going to be riding high from securing promotion back to the championship as well um, hopefully they'll be Hangover will still be in full swing um, and we can try and catch them half asleep. But uh, they're bringing a lot of people down, not as many as they'd obviously wanted to. Um, and yeah, it's going to be just a huge atmosphere, a huge day and, and a massive, massive game. But the, the players have shown in the last two away games that we can handle that and they're going to have to do it again uh, come Saturday. Yeah, because in terms of pressure, Nathan, I guess it doesn't doesn't get much bigger than this now. I mean, just, just with how, how close the league table still is, the fact we're playing a team that's on a high as well. Yeah, I mean, but this is a, these are games that the players want to be involved in. If they you want to be a professional, you want to be involved in high pressurised uh, games where there's a lot of stake. Otherwise, you just sort of like say middle of the table, nothing games. It's not really exciting, is it? But mm. it's going to be tough. Of course, it is. Um, but you know, look at look at we were said on Monday, didn't we? We if you looked at the Bristol Rovers and the Wimbledon games, I think a lot of people would have said we expected six points, and then from the Shrewsbury and obviously Pompey. I probably would have thought maybe, what, two points, maybe? So anything can happen, but like you say, it's a high-pressurised game. It's going to be a big 
big crowd. I understand there's a lot of people I know are coming back for their first game from boycott, but yeah, it should be a good game. Mm. I mean, I mean, we, we, we'll talk about Blackburn Rovers in particular. I mean, obviously, as as we know, one defeat in 33, which is an incredible run. Um, riding high after seeing promotion down at down at Doncaster on Tuesday. I mean, how, how do you see their mentality mentality being as, as we head into the game? I can't really decide. I mean, there were a set of results that could go our way that meant they would have been up but couldn't win the title on, the, on Tuesday. Obviously, that didn't happen. So the problem for us is that they have still got the title to aim for. Um, now, I've got a couple of mates who are Blackburn fans who say they're not so fussed about the title. I don't think... Uh, Mowbray's going to let the players think like that so obviously they're still going to look to to press on and get that title so they're going to be fired up um, that might play into Charlton's hands because we like a team that comes at us uh, we don't want a team that just sits back and defends that's the sort of team we struggle against so I think it's going to be quite an open game um, and I think when we look at the game at their place although it finished 2-0 one goal came right at the end and the other was an own goal um, and I thought in the second half of that game we were very much in it for a long time so it's just going to be a really, really good game. I just hope we turn up for it because there are mm. some games you look at like the Scunthorpe game or like the Portsmouth game in December where you get all fired up for for what we think is a big game and the players just let you down a little bit. If we can come out and just play our game, obviously I still want us to win, but if we can just do that at least, then then we're going to make for an exciting game, I think. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to hope that we sort of recover the spirit of when we beat Leeds that time, the second <laughs> second last game of the season at home and gave us an outside chance of automatic promotion. Mm. And I think if they'd won that, that day, they probably would have gone up mm. automatically. Now, you know, Blackburn bringing down 3,000 fans as well. Now, if they asked for mm. more, uh, we, we turned around and said no, which was, which was probably for the best. Um, I mean, how, how big a part do you reckon the atmosphere from both sets of fans could play? Yeah, we, I think it will because it, obviously, that like Tom said, they're in a jubilant mood, and um, I don't think they're going to rest on their laurels because we're going to have got Wimbledon, haven't they? And they're still fighting for their lives, so I think they're going to come at us to win. Um, which it's, I think it's going to be quite an open game. Uh, it'd be a tense game as well, but uh, their atmosphere is going to be key and that's why I just think it's important for every single person who's there this Saturday just literally get behind them because look at Plymouth they had a similar run maybe not as long as 33 games went there didn't expect anything we won that so I think just get behind the lads and they always say that, like the fans are the 12th man and they and obviously they need it on Saturday because in terms of form obviously the Charlton fans were in pretty good form at the moment after mm. that after that game down at Portsmouth as well and we don't often get that atmosphere quite at home but you know the covered end's got it in them yeah, to try yeah we have our moments and frustratingly it tends to be when we've fallen behind and we're getting ourselves back into a game and I don't think we can really afford to do that against Blackburn at the weekend we need to hit them early um, try and get ourselves in front and the the crowd know when it's a big game you think back I mean the, the one we always come back to is that Cardiff game on a Tuesday night but there have been other examples over the last few years where where we know the QPR game with Jacko's late winner you know the crowd were fantastic that day um, the whole game early on in the season re- uh, the other year when Go- uh, Goodmanson scored right at the end we- we've had days where the-, the crowd will just sing non-stop here as well as Nave says there's going to be a few more through the door which will obviously help that as well and yeah we're going to have to compete with with as I say not as many Blackburn fans as they'd hoped to bring down but there's still going to be a lot of them in that in that uh, Jimmy Seed stand yeah, Bayo keeps mentioning how much he thinks that the fans can <laughs> You know, can, they can add that extra ten percent to the players. He says it sounds like a cliche, but honestly, you know, speaking from experience, but you're saying it really can help. Yeah, it does. I mean, if you, just imagine being on that pitch, and you know, you you're up for the game anyway, and that extra, but you you can just you can always get delve into your system and get another ten percent out of it because you know you have got the crowd behind you, and then 
when you show when you're showing that much emotion, you're going you're going into fifty fifties. You're putting yourself about. You're working hard, and then the crowd get you b- behind you even more. And it's a cycle, and then that's how the momentum builds. And I think that's how it's going to be on Saturday. Mm, right. So let, I mean, let's have a look at the, the Charlton team now. We know, like I said, we know there's injuries. So we know, and we're going to talk about those more in depth uh, when we hear from Bayer on the injuries because that will affect us going forward as well. Mm. But I mean, in, t- in terms of Saturday now, I mean, I mean, a, a straight question for, for Saturday. Perhaps are you looking, you know, on, on the wing. Does Marshall come in? He came in and played quite well on on, on Saturday. Yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. straight away. Um, yeah, I I think have having had the week, obviously their players have had a bit more chance to to get some legs back. Um, obviously, the previous couple of weeks they've been Saturday, Tuesday, back to back, and I think that that showed. Um, but for me, you keep the team as as close to last weekend as you can. Uh, as I say, yeah, Marshall for me and for Fosu, I thought he did well when he came on last week, and <coughs> Kai Kai hasn't still really convinced me enough. Um, so yeah, that would be the only real change I'd make. Um, I, I don't know what Jada Silva's injury is like, um, but Paige played well last week anyway. So, yeah, injuries aside, they're, they're the only changes I see happening. But mm. who knows? Bowyer's got to manage that score carefully now. Yeah. Obviously, with Rochdale in mind as well and potentially another three games. So. I mean, because there's, there's going to be the questions up top as well. I mean, obviously, McGuinness and Jose linked mm. up quite well last week. Um, Bowyer sort <laughs> of admitted that he felt he kept Zyro in for one game too long a couple of weeks ago. And I do you think there's any chance he's going to think, well, I don't want to do the same with with Big Josh and you might be tempted to change or um, I, don't, I think Zyro I think sort of got out muscled a little bit in um, a couple of games and he sort of went off the boil um, I think what Tom said in terms of Marshall and stuff I think it's going to be key because they've got Conway and Armstrong who play out wide um, so if we play fairly narrow like we've been seeing recently it's going to be a 1v1 more or less Conway and Armstrong against our fullback so It'll be interesting to see how he, if he goes for a fl- more of a flat four four two to try and stop that, or if he does go for the diamond, just go solid. We're just going to do that, but mm. I can't see any changes up top. No, um, I think McGuinness would start and should. Um, I think I think Zara done okay, um, but in a game of this magnitude, I think you're going to need someone with someone like Josh's work rate up the top if it's because it sticks up there and it wasn't sticking with Zara at some point mm, especially yeah especially if it's going to be a, you imagine Blackburn mm. will be quite a tough nut to crack so yeah. we'll, we will need it to stick up top and I think Zyro was cl- clearly getting quite frustrated I think against Gunthorpe as well mm. when uh, when it when it wasn't sticking uh, for him I mean we're just looking in the midfield I can't I can't imagine anyone out of Reeves or Cashy or anyone like that Forster Kasky will be dropped I just if Aribo's back fit, and I'm not certain if he is or not really, because he had his shin injury, was expected to be back fit for Portsmouth, but I think he was, was he on the bench? Yeah, he was on the bench, so yeah. would you be, te- any temptation, or you still think it's keep it the same? Nah, the only person I'd bring him in for is, is Reeves, and in this formation, you're then ending up playing him out wide. Um, I thought Cashy and Forster Kasky, Forster Kasky the last two games, Shrewsbury and Portsmouth has been, by far and away, our, our outstanding player, and that's in a team that, that all outperformed their ability, in my opinion. Um, Cashy coming back at the weekend was huge. Got himself about, got in Portsmouth face faces, um, and we're going to need that again against Blackburn. So, yeah, I, you know, I like what Aribo does on the ball, um, but I just think against a team like Blackburn, you you need those players in there to just break up the play, try and get it out to the the wide players and Reeves' creativity and, and Marshall on the other side just getting down in the wing. I think I think that's. That's how we're going to have to try and beat them. Right, Tom Crossy tweeted in saying, just recovered from Saturday, was well worth the three-year wait for that fixture. Let's hope that Blackburn have a similar uh, recovery time. I mean, especially if they've been drinking. <laughs> yeah. do, I mean, do, genuinely, do you think that if they went out and celebrated, that might even just give us a tiny edge? 
I don't think they would have celebrated. I, yeah. I think they probably would have celebrated after the game, maybe. But I don't. Depending on how much they drunk, I've, if you have a three day hangover, maybe I don't know. But I, I, I honestly think Tony Mowbray is going to tell them, mm. listen, we're going. It's not like we're going to play in yeah, the, the worst teams in the division, which. To be fair, Rochdale are still fighting for their lives. Like I said, Wimbledon is still... So it's not over and done, you know. It's not like they can't win the league. So anything can happen in this league, which, mm-hmm. we, which we're all aware. So I think they'll come for winning, come to win. Um, and, I'm, yeah, I'm just really nervous. Let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. Back in 30 seconds. It's been flicked on by McGuinness. Uh, yes! And it's in! And out of nothing, Charlton ahead. It was a long ball forward by Ben Amos, flicked on by Josh McGuinness. And Jose was away and left-footed. Out came Luke McGee. And McGuinness, uh, Jose slotted it past him into the open net. And as you say, a cagey start. I thought either team would be happy going in at 0-0. But out of nothing, Charlton have taken the lead, Terry. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Looking ahead to Saturday's huge home game with uh, Blackburn Rovers as Charlton look to try and secure their place in the League One playoffs with a couple of games left to go. All sorts of permutations still knocking about, uh, which we'll do, discuss in a minute. Now, uh, let's hear from Lee Babe because, of course, uh, not just for, for this, this Saturday, but, of course, for the rest of the season, hopefully... The playoffs, you know, the, the the situation with injuries is going to be important. So, Lipo, you're just giving us a little bit of an update here on uh, on on who's in and who's out for Saturday. Uh, they said three weeks, so I'm hoping one of them's gone already <laughs> by Saturday. So, yeah, we we might see him back in the playoffs at some stage. Steffi again. I don't know with Steffi. He's we thought he was just going to recover um, this week. But because after Shrewsbury, like he, he struggled, to then on the Saturday at Portsmouth, we said we'll, we'll leave him at home and let him rest until recover and get himself right. But it's not been that simple, from what I hear. So all, all I can say is that he's going to have more tests again today to see if he can maybe feature at some point. But it's I'm not really hearing good news on him at the moment. So. We'll, we'll see see how he does today. Well, that's what that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. That was the plan all along from when he didn't after the Shrewsbury game and he didn't travel with Portsmouth. But that that he hasn't trained with us all week, so I thought he'd have been training with us on Tuesday, but he hasn't. So again, he's got tests again today. So te- yeah, test Tuesday and, he, and Monday. He's got more tests today, and if you don't meet them, them requirements, then he's, he won't be involved now. Yeah, just to reiterate, you have a massive blow for the team. Um, does it give a chance for you know, the likes of maybe Silly Kaikai and Marshy to kind of step up, or not, well, not really step up, kind of fill the void? Like? Yeah, obviously, Tariq's a massive loss. Um, he's something that can just turn a game in, in an instant, you know. He's a very good player, but we've got a good squad, and yeah, once a door closes for someone, another one opens for somebody else. That's football, unfortunately. So whoever does come in, it's their chance to to grab the opportunity. Because we've got these two games left this season, and then obviously the playoffs. Touch with the playoffs, yeah. and then uh, then there's another three after that. 
So there we go, Lee Bowyer there telling us, you know, uh, straight off the bat there, Tariq Fossu out injured for three weeks now. He's saying he hopes that one of those weeks has already been, so that means two weeks left. So that effectively now uh, you know, rules him out of this game uh, on Saturday with Blackburn, rules him out of the game uh, next Saturday up at Rochdale. So, I mean, and even then, it will, does he come back in time for the playoff semi-finals if we make it? Hopefully, but we don't know. I mean, how, how big can that be for us? Yeah, it's a massive loss. Um, huge. I think even uh, he's been in and out of the team all season with, with little niggles, unfortunately, but Every time he's come back in, he's hit the ground running. Uh, he's not taken any time to get back up to speed. And as we've said time and time again, he's that player that can make something out of nothing. Uh, and he's really the only one since uh, since Ricky left. Um, so, yeah, it's a huge loss. Uh, but having said that, I think Reeves and Marshall uh, have both improved second half of the season. I think Aribo as well. Um, we've obviously now got that, that sort of tussle between Zyro, McGuinness and Jose up top. So, so we've got other options up there. Um, it, of course, it's still a big loss, but I think if we focus on the players that are going to take his place, I think we've still got more than enough in there. Uh, it would obviously be great to have him back, but if he ha- has to wait until the final, then so be it. League games only, win percentage where Tariq Fossu started, 54%. Win percentage where Tariq Fossu hasn't started, 28%. Hmm. That says it all really, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and it's, it's probably because he scored a lot of those games that he's won, and we will miss his goals. Um, but it, it, since he had that big injury, he keeps coming back and breaking down again. So I don't know if he's coming back too early or not. No, it's quite clear when he yeah. came back against Shrewsbury that he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, and when, there was a game he came on at home as well when he came for like a ten minute cameo, and and he, he I think it was his thigh or something. And he like looped, he shot, mm. and he went sky high, and you could tell he weren't fit. So maybe he's paying the price now. But like Tom said, it's going to be a massive loss. Um, but it's a squad game and like Boza said all the time Marshy's come in he's been dropped and he's had a good game so it's someone else to another time for him to shine you, uh, like, you don't want to be too short term about it but if you think back over the last games the, f- the first goal on that Tuesday night come from a forced Kasky cross headed in by a centre back second one was McGuinness on a breakaway the game at Portsmouth involved Amos, McGuinness and a Jose so Fosu hasn't been involved directly in our last three goals now as I say that is very short term and I'm not degrading the impact he's had throughout the season because as I say he's got a huge amount of goals and assists but we found other ways to, to get past teams and get goals so we're going to have to continue to do that unfortunately but at least we know we can do it uh, uh, Right what about Steffi Mavadidi as well now it sounds like he's a touch and go doesn't it um I mean, since he came back from his first injury, he hasn't quite looked himself for me. I mean, we, we know how good he is when, when he first sort of joined back on loan from Arsenal. Mm. Uh, but since, he's, since he went back to have his injury sort of sorted and, and came back he, again, he hasn't really looked completely fit, has he? And, and imagine how big a player like he could be if he was fully fit. Him and Fosu, fully fit, would be winning the playoffs easily. Yeah, and it's been a shame because we haven't really had much time to play him together, really. But... Um... <clears throat> I think when he came, you know, like you said, when he came back from injury, he came on against uh, Bristol Rovers and he looked really rusty. And I mean, like, like Zyro rusty when he first started. <laughs> like, um, and it's disappointing because, like you say, we all know what Steffi's capable of in his day. I mean, look at his debut against Oldham. Uh, it was Oldham at home, wasn't it? His mm. debut when he scored. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like games like that where you just can produce and, you know, people hate playing against him because he just runs them and... That's what my only concern is, is that now we've not got him and we've not got Fosu, the only people that literally drive at centre-halves is Kai Kai, really. Marshall only does it down the byline and he doesn't take anyone on, really. 
So that's my only apart from so we only got a rebo. So that's where I'm struggling, yeah. and I'm hoping it's not just going to be a case where we just have to do the build up play, go out wide, and try and cross it. So whereas Fosu and Mavadidia give you that little bit of snap. I mean, who you, who are you looking at to be our sparkling on Saturday with those two players out, Tom? Um, I think it's going to have to come from probably Ben Reeves, mm. if unless a rebo's in there. Um, I mean, I know Forster Kasky can pick out a pass as well, and he's going to have to do the same amount of work that he's done the last couple of uh, couple of games. But yeah, it's going to have to come through Ben Reeves. It's going to have to come from a Jose um, and McGuinness, and and you know those two. They sometimes flatter to deceive in terms of their creativity like that, but. Uh, Jose on Saturday got on the ball a lot and drove forward at Portsmouth's defence. Now his final ball let him down three or four times, but at least he showed he could do it. Mm. Same with McGuinness. You can see him get the ball deeper and run forward and he can scare defenders, but he just needs to they all just need to be on their game. But I think even if Fosu was in the side, they'd all need to be on their game to beat him anyway, so mm. it's not too different. Yeah. I think with with Jake, just a point on Jake on Saturday, I think that he will probably play a little bit more of a disciplined role because of Bradley Dack. Because, I mean, you, you, I don't think they're going to... You look at the form... Cashy can do the, the screening and does what he does, but I think we're going to might have to double up on him because he's so good. He's in form, you know, you can't deny it, even mm. though he's a Charlton youth player, whatever he was. But it, I think he's going to be a... Dis- and he's going to be starting those attacks from the back yeah. and letting doing the Reeves and maybe a Rebo doing it forwards. Mm. I saw that Bradley back playing Paul down at Bexley Heath 10-pin bowling a few months ago. <laughs> Yeah, Love Monday. yeah I'll, let, I'll let Lee know so uh, in case we can use that against him somehow tactics with the skittle or something yeah. <laughs> um, I mean it's horrible to think but I mean how, how differently could our season have gone if we didn't have injuries to certain key players we had, we had that spell where we had so many out and you think of the likes of Billy Clark who've missed long portion of the season you forget about Leon Best who came in and was just threatening to become a decent striker mm. for us and then got injured and yeah, it's it's been another one of those seasons. It's been the same every every year since Roland's been in. Um, it seems to be the only consistent thing. Seems to be the small squad. So so that must play a part, and it, and it is frustrating. But there are lots of things we can look at as to why this season hasn't panned out as, as well as we'd like. You know, how many last minute goals have we conceded? Um, Ricky leaving in the summer. The the takeover taking as long as it has. There are lots of things. Um, but we are where we are. Uh, we, we've been in a good run of form this last, what, three or four weeks, pretty much since Bowyer's come in, that, that couple of games aside. So, yeah, Blackburn are a good side and, and they've got promoted and deservedly so. They've been fantastic all season. But, we're you know, they're not going to have it all their own way here. They're not going to be excited to come here. You know, they're not playing Berry or something. They've got a tough game on their hands and we're, I hope we can just show that and, and give them that game. Mm. Right, uh, Harvey's just tweeted me in. Um, uh, ahead of Saturday's game. Now, many of you know, if you're on the Charlton Facebook group and uh, may remember from around sort of Christmas time, uh, uh, we mentioned it on the show, but there's people were organising to send a, a young Charlton fan loads of Christmas cards. But then, young uh, Charlton fan who's uh, uh, been, been suffering with his health, unfortunately, Jack Jeffries. Um, now, he's copied this, I believe it's from Facebook, and he's, he's just let us know that. Um, that we're going to be in the company of Jack. Apparently, he's coming to the Valley on uh, mm. on Saturday, oh, which is uh, excellent news. It says, um, the Facebook group says, with this in mind, uh, and because it will be his first visit, we're hoping that all you lovely people will join in singing his name for a minute on the fourth minute after kickoff. And again, after halftime, as we were told, this will make him very happy hearing his name. And I'm sure you'll all be with me and hoping he has a great day and showing him we're all uh, sort of behind him. So um, so in the fourth minute, uh, the, the, the tweet says, uh, a round of there's only one Jack Jeffries. 
as a Chomp fan, has been very poorly. Very young, very young Chomp fan. If, like I say, if you're on the uh, Facebook group, uh, you would have been aware of it. His family uh, have been selling the wristbands and the an- lanyards at the last few games as well. I've got a, a, a Team Jack wristband. So um, if you want to join in with, with being Team Jack, you can do on Saturday uh, by singing, singing Jack's name. Um, uh, in the fourth minute there's only one Jack Jeffries it'd be nice if we can get a round of that going on Saturday right let's have a quick break here on Chart and Life we'll come back and talk about some permutations for the weekend no we're not nameless we're not faceless we were brought for greatness it's a lovely spot and he picks out Reeves in space crossing the halfway line Reeves um, Page up to, that's a lovely dummy by Jose Gyro finds a Jose again chip ball in looking for Fosu just too high but it'll run to a Rebo on the opposite side of the penalty area Back into the box, just head out! Oh, Gyro scores! Superb football from Joan, from one side to the other. Lovely cross from Aribo. Gyro header, 2-0 Joan. There we go, welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. London Innit Geezer uh, tweeted saying, the stats don't lie, start Kai Kai and we don't <laughs> win. So hopefully with Fosu out, we don't start him and blow our chances. Because the only, because obviously Kai Kai was out he was, he was one of the hamstrings last week, mm. wasn't he? So, mm. uh, whether he's any closer to coming back, we don't know. And But, I mean, if he does what he can do, which supposedly he can do, and we mm. saw it twice at Bristol Rovers where he actually burst into the area, then he could mm. be our best hope of having someone who can actually drive with the ball. But, I mean, as we know, he hasn't done it anywhere near enough no, since not, he's joined from Palace. No, exactly. And I know London Innit Geezer, he, he, Kai Kai's his favourite player. Big fan, isn't he? Um, <laughs> joking, mate. But, yeah, like you say, he's a player... Which he done, which we spoke about loads of time. The Bradford game, I keep harping on about it. The Bradford game, the first twenty minutes, he was unplayable. But he, he seems to, he seems to flit in and out of games, and we can't afford to have someone flitting in and out of games of someone of that importance. He mm. can drive a defence, like you say, definitely, but he doesn't seem to do it consistently. And we can't, we can't cope. We need other players who are going to get on the ball, like the Reeves and the Aribos, who can produce it when it matters. Mm. Excellent. Right. Um. So let's talk about some permutations now, because uh, uh so after uh, so oh, no. da- on on Tuesday I was down at I was down at Bromley games. So I, w- I was I was mm-hmm. just checking my phone for the Plymouth Roch- the Rochdale Plymouth score. Luckily, I wasn't just sat there concentrating on it because it would have been uh, would have been doing my nut basically. <laughs> but um, so obviously that ended in a one all draw, which is a good result for us. Anything mm-hmm. other than um, Plymouth. Uh, winning was a good result for us, so I'll take a one-all draw, um, which is excellent. So now, now, so now we're looking at the league table, uh, and we're trying to work out what's going to happen. So Charlton forty-four played, sixty-eight points, goal difference of seven. Scunthorpe forty-three played, sixty-seven points, so one point behind us, goal difference of eleven. That's a three, a four better goal difference than us. Plymouth forty-two played, so um, is that right? Yeah. That's old, isn't it? <laughs> Plymouth forty-three games. Yeah, for, Plymouth forty-three games now. So that that was uh, that was uh, uh, from from the week before. But so Plymouth have now played forty-three. Uh, they have sixty-five points. So they're they're three points behind us. So um, you, you're looking in that league table and you're thinking, oh god, it's a little bit dodgy because you know uh, Plymouth have got uh, two games, uh, three games left to play. We've only got two. Scunthorpe have got three as well. But don't forget, of course, those two play each other next Tuesday, which is on TV as well. Um, so so all these permutations are quite difficult to, to work out. Now, I've uh, taken to Excel, as is my want, uh, to try and work out where we're going to be. Now, if, if we win on Saturday and Plymouth lose on Saturday, and it doesn't matter what Scunthorpe do, then that means it's as good as done for us because the most points... Uh, that'll put us on 74 points, and the most points that Plymouth would be able to get 
would be 74, I think. Um, so, and then it would come down to goal difference. So now if it comes down to goal difference, Plymouth would have to turn around a goal difference of about six. So um, if that is the case, then you'd assume we'd be okay? I'm not assuming no. anything, to I be th- honest. I, th- I think we're going to get four points out of these last two. I think we'll draw on Saturday. Um, uh, I think we might just scrape sixth. I think Scunthorpe... That means Scunthorpe have got three games and they're one point behind. I can see them get at least getting six points out of their next two, mm. their last three. Mm. So then, yeah, so then Plymouth have got three games left, haven't they? And they're... So they're gaming out, so even if they lose to... But yeah, it's it's difficult. Mm. I mean, it's even after Saturday. I, even if we win Saturday, I still don't think until Plymouth play Scunthorpe next Tuesday. I don't still. Don't well, no, think. no. But if, if so, if, if we win Saturday, so like I said, if we win Saturday and Plymouth lose, then it's very difficult for them to overtake us, even if they win the rest of their games. So we'll be on seventy-one if we win on Saturday, right? Uh, we're at Sixty-eight at the moment. Yeah, yeah. we'd be on seventy-one. So all right, so so I'll put it into into my computer here. So if we win, yeah, beat Blackburn, Plymouth lose, but then win their remaining two games, yeah. That would put them on 71 points on still. Points, yeah. We'd be right. level on points. Oh, but and and that's assuming that we lose at Rochdale. Yeah. And and then with the goal difference, they'd have to turn over six goal difference. So if we, if, so basically, if we win Saturday, Plymouth lose, then it's as good as done. More or less, yeah. More or less. Now, if we win Saturday and either both Scunthorpe and Plymouth lose, or Scunthorpe lose and Plymouth draw, then because they have to play each other, then again, it, then it's done. It's done. That that one's a confirmed. That one. is a confirmed. So Saturday, if we win, yeah, Scunthorpe lose and Plymouth lose or draw, then that is it. That is confirmed. There's no way because what because they have to play each other and they therefore can't both overtake us. I think that's the thing. Oh. It, it comes down to us, doesn't it? If we do our our end of the bargain and we win our games, we're fine. But mm. it, that's the big question. Now, I, I personally think we might beat Blackburn, but you know we're coming up against a side second in the league. It's not going to be an easy game. So. I still think it comes down to the last day, irrespective of what happens at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I just can't see it it being sorted before then. But we just we have to win. We have to win both our games, and mm. the the run we've been on. There's no reason to say we can't do that at all. Um, but it, if if something was to go wrong on Saturday, it's just going to be so nerve wracking going into that last game. Mm. And again, we're going to have to rely on Tuesday night and then wait and see what happens. But. Yeah. There's just yeah, it's so much that's still got to happen, which is ridiculous because there's only eight days of the season left or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like, yeah. If, if we win both of our games, we can't yeah, be caught, yeah, exactly. which, which is good. Yeah. Uh, now, if we draw on Saturday, that would uh, and say we draw against Rochdale, that would leave us on sixty nine points, and the, both enough. both other teams could easily overtake yeah. us. So we definitely need to win at least one. Uh, so say we draw on Saturday and then win on the last day of the season, that'll leave us on seventy two. Oh, and I tell you what, Plymouth would be on seventy-two if they won and then drew with Scunthorpe. So if they won and then won their last day of the season, so if all right, so in that case, if we draw on on Saturday, then we're praying, absolutely praying for Scunthorpe to win. I think on Tuesday, the way I see it now, I think I'm banking on the fact that Plymouth don't get there. So I'm relying on Scunthorpe to win and Plymouth to lose, yeah. and it be a f- and if we finish sixth because Scunthorpe mm. overtake us, so be it. We'll have to deal with Shrewsbury, but mm. it, while it's a free horse race, I'm nervous because mm. I can I can see uh, at the moment I can see the potential for Plymouth to win their last three games. <laughs> I spoke to a I spoke to a Plymouth fan the other on Monday, um, and they're missing two or three key players. One being Rory Taylor, who's their striker, the, the ginger fella. Mm. So and they apparently they were all four against Northampton, who. They were, you know, Northampton aren't the greatest of teams, yeah. and then they drew against Rochdale. Mm. So that's given me a bit of hope 
that they're a bit pants at the moment. But like we all know, anything can happen, and it's like, and that's what's making me nervous. Especially if we draw or lose Saturday, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be like destroyed. For like <laughs> right, so, right. So here we go. So, <laughs> uh, so just just for just for the record, so Scunthorpe are playing Milton Keynes on uh, on, on Saturday. <laughs> Plymouth are playing Rotherham. Then they play each other on Tuesday on the final day of the season. Plymouth are playing Gillingham. Scunthorpe are playing Bradford. So uh, a, a whole mix of teams there, all playing each other. No one knows what's going to happen. I've just tried to describe the permutations to you. I'm still confused, even though I've got it on Excel. The thing is, by Thursday yeah. next week, we sh- we'll be in good shape. There's yeah. one game left for everyone, and we'll know where we stand. Yeah, so I uh, won't be able to fill five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> and listen, we can still get a spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, Will, Bolland, Will Bolland says, you already know what I'm going to say, Louis and Charlton Live, keep the faith. Hashtag keep the faith. Uh, keep the faith, <laughs> according to Will Bolland. Right, one man who uh, I'm sure will keep the faith. Uh, but has, we have Wembley on our sites now and Josh McGuinness knows that very well but also knows that you can't get too carried away we know that, that, that Wembley is, is well within our grasp but if we start thinking about that and getting carried away you can lose sight of what needs done and you can't underestimate any team in this league um, or else it'll be a potential banana skin so we take one one game at a time but every game we win is one one game closer to, to getting to Wembley so it is massive as I said not many people will be able to say that, that, that they've done that um, we're looking forward to it and uh, we know that we've got more than enough to, to get there so we're looking forward to the game the run-in's going to be brilliant um, having something to play for at this stage of the season you know some teams they can't get relegated they can't go up not saying that, that, that it's just going to dither out but there's nothing left to play for so but for us we've got we've got it all to play for you know our livelihoods and, and representing Charlton trying to get us back in the championship is, is, is absolutely massive you had a little break out in the starting 11 but back yeah. in for the last two and you look like you've uh, you've got a hunger in there and, and you, nice little partnership today with Nicky Jojo setting up the goal yeah it is massive you know um, you've got to respect the decision that Bulls makes uh, the best thing not only his coaching and stuff but, but how he is he's, he's brutally honest with you and he'll tell you exactly how it is and as I said there was a few home truths uh, before the old gaffer left um, and he said he needed to change it up and as he's shown you if you're if you're in form, you'll play. He doesn't mind rotating it, as you'll see the teams that, that, that he's done since he's took over. So everyone knows that there's <laughs> you, you can't rest in your laws. You know if you're not performing, you're out. Um, being out wasn't nice, but as I said at the start of the season, there's a bigger agenda of, of whether I play 90 minutes every Saturday or not. And, and the main aim was, was to get promoted. As I said, we're still on that course. If that means that I had to sit out for a while to let other lads play, which, which did happen because they were in red hot form took a bit of a blip and he decided to change it up and when you get back in it's just up to t- yourself to take your chance and be involved in, in, in the game Shrewsbury scoring and then getting assist today is, is the only way that you can do that for your manager Dressing room must be buzzing not just uh, over the, uh, the fact that the, the two results yeah. the performances that went along with it the intensity you've played at yeah. uh, and the crowd coming down here and following you in numbers must be must give everybody a boost It's unbelievable you know it's the, the atmosphere was brilliant especially from, from Charlton fans they, they were never silent um, it was like being back at the Valley you know it was absolutely, the travelling support was fantastic and we always praise them for that because they follow us wherever Um but the changing room is absolutely brilliant at the minute. You know, you got some big characters in there, some boys that have, who have had promotion, they've, they've played at a higher level. So we all know what it takes, and and everything's obviously easy when you're winning. But especially after the Bristol Rovers game where we took a bit of a blip, and then going on to the Wimbledon game, it, it showed a real strength and depth in our squad that that we didn't let, you know, we didn't let the leak 
developed. We, we stamped it out. We bounced back with two results. And, and as I said, the atmosphere in the restroom is absolutely brilliant. But that's testament to, to the personalities that we have. We've got no bad eggs. We've got none of that. Everyone's pushing for the same goal. And, and as I said, at the start of the season, what we all said was, was promotion. Uh, you, you had the four games immediately under Lee Bowyer when he first came in, yeah. where uh, oh, the last one was a draw, but basically yeah. the intensity and, the, and yeah. the, the level of performance was there. Then we dropped off for a couple. Do the players now know what it's going to take for the next couple of games to, to get where you want to go? Yeah, no, especially, we, don't get me wrong, we've got very, very gifted players, but sometimes you, you play against teams that, that your ability isn't enough. You have to be you have to ready to be, go to war, basically. And the intensity we did slip off a bit and we got punished and rightly so because you can't just expect because you play for Charlton and, and, and you are who you are that you, teams will just roll over for you and no, teams are teams that we were playing especially Wimbledon they, they're, they're, they were down at the bottom they're fighting for their lives and to other teams I, I genuinely think that we're a big scalp Charlton's a massive team it's a, a genuinely a massive team you've seen it from the travelling support see it at, at when we get to the valley you know it's, it's a massive club so when when we go to play teams or teams come to play us it's a massive game you know so um, it's just important that, that, that we bounce back uh, and we kept going and, and, and Bose expects high intensity because that's how he was as a player he, he was in people's faces and he doesn't expect anything less you know coming off absolutely wrecked is, is the bare minimum and he's made that abundantly clear and I think it's, it's been shown on the Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Pitch. Pressure on Britain instead. They still have it. Does but they give it away as McGrandles loses out to Cashy. Will go for goal here. Akme Cashy shows oh, What a Cashy! Oh, Akme Cashy! What a strike from the Algerians! Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Just heard from Josh McGuinness there, who is um, uh, just talking about the, the, how you've got to keep your levels up now for the rest mm. of the season. Right, uh, we'll, we'll just look ahead uh, just quickly. Now, obviously, there is a, you know, we're all caught up in this playoff race, but the end of the season's coming as well, isn't mm. it? So, um, you know, things sort of happen after that in terms of players' contracts. So, Lee Bowie was asked about that this afternoon, uh, and this is what he had to say about the future of himself and, of course, the, uh, the, the players at the club. And finally, you any the wiser about your future and uh, the future of those players out of contract? Will you be making any decisions on that, or who makes the decisions? Um, I certainly won't be making any decisions and on, on players. I'm here 
until the end of the season, like what I've I've <coughs> been told a few weeks ago. So that's it. I'm here to the end of the season. That's all I know, and that's all I'm focusing on. I'm not focusing on beyond that. I just need to do what I've I've got to do here and now. So that's that's how I'm up and troll and um, what will be will be. So interesting stuff there from uh, from from Lee Bayer because obviously, like I said, we're all we're all caught up in this playoff race and and the excitement of the end of the season. But you know, normally at this time of the season, you at the back of your mind you think about right, what we're going to do this summer? Who, who do you want to bring in? You know, let's have a list ready for if we stay down in League One. Let's have a list ready for if we go up into the Championship. Now, with the club in this weird state of limbo that we've been in for for ages now, and it, and it seems never ending almost. I mean, how how can you possibly plan ahead? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, like you say, you. Well, I can only hope that. Um, what's his face? Steve Gallen? Is it? St- no, it's not Steve. The Steve, coach, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, the uh, scout, even. Yeah, I'd, you'd think like he has done something like that. You know, a worst case scenario of us staying in this league and and obviously going up because I don't know if he's, if Ahmed's going to stay if we stay if we don't get promoted and stuff like that. So first, <laughs> we need to sort our own contracts out. But yeah, it is. Because then you've not only that, you don't even know who's going to be in charge at the top. But come next season, so again, it's a it's a bit of a limbo one. It, it just seems every season or every transfer window, it's never ever straightforward. Um, or there's always the the summer starts late and the pre seasons late. I remember one, when Russell turned up, the only any players or something. It was just like a mess. But I'm hoping they're doing something in the background. Surely they would be anyway. Because I think they probably they. They get targets as as the uh, as the season goes on, but surely you have to plan it, especially if you're going to go up. I mean, Bayer Bay sort of said himself that he's he's not making any plans mm. along along mm. those lines, and I mean, how could he? Because he doesn't know if he's going to be here. Mm. I think that's the problem, and like Nash saying, they this and they that. Like I don't know who they is at the moment. And I think that's the problem because Katrien ain't making the decisions because she's gone. Roland's not making the decisions because hopefully is is sorting this takeover. So. I don't know, is Richard Murray getting involved? But somebody at the top needs to be. And you're both right. It's it's another issue. Like, we knew this was going to be difficult and it was going to be prolonged and it was going to be dragged out. And we said that back in February when the takeover first actually seemed to be seemed to be starting. But, um, yeah, it's going to knock us back again. And irrespective of whether we go up or not, there's a huge rebuild needed because either we need to focus our players and get over the disappointment of missing out and, and get sorted again for next year or we're going to need to invest a lot for next year if we're a division higher so mm. we need we need to have been started about three months ago so yeah. we're already behind and James Franklin tweeting new owners tend to move on from existing team management in order to clear out the old regime but Bo is not part of the old regime he's part of the club this along with the results should put him at the top of the list for next season right let's turn our attention back to Saturday's massive home game uh, with Blackburn Rovers in our race for the the playoffs. I spoke last night to Richard Sharp uh, from the Lancashire Telegraph to find out all about the Rovers. Right, joining us now on Charlton Live is Rich Sharp, the Blackburn Rovers reporter for the Lancashire Telegraph. Good evening, Rich. How are you doing? Evening, yeah, not bad, thank you. I imagine you're in uh, pretty good spirits after after last night's win at Doncaster as well and, and seals, uh, finally sealed promotion for, for Blackburn. Is that is that something that's been coming all season? Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a long old season. Um, they were favourites pretty much from the moment they went down and given the signings they made, the money that they spent. Um, didn't get off to the best to start, but this incredible run that they've been on, one defeat in 33 games and uh, culminating a great night at Doncaster last night. Did uh, so? 
I mean, did, did fans expect that they'd be going straight back up after relegation from the championship last season? I think the way that they went down from the championship, they only went down on goal difference. Um, since Tony Melby come in, they, they took 22 points from the 15 games that he took charge of. They, they won the last two games and, and went down with 52 points. And I think if you look at the championship table from this season, somebody's probably going to stay up with mid-40s. So um, they'd be comfortably safe um, if they've been in this season. Uh, and they carried that momentum really through into the summer, made some exciting signings. Uh, and there was real hopes going into into this season that they could do something. Uh, obviously, four defeats in their opening 11 games. They lost the first two. Uh, and I think that raised a few doubts. But um, over since he's walked into the club, uh, February 2017 has really galvanised everybody. And um, there's a real feel-good factor around the club. And they built a momentum through as the season's gone on. And, uh, yeah, I think there's always been a confidence while this run's been going on that uh, they will be able to see it through. Mm. And from a personal point of view for Tony Mowbray, of course, I guess uh, it was, this was a chance really to, to get his career back on track and, and he's proved again, uh, you know, what, what he can do when he when he can sort of get in charge of a decent club. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing with Mowbray and the fans is the trust, um, which has obviously been lost with previous managers and obviously the owners as well. Uh, Mowbray's managed to plug that gap really between the fans and the owners and uh they really do believe in him and uh, he speaks with real honesty. Uh, he's a hard-working guy um, and it, it just resonates with the fans. And Since the moment he's walked in, he's been like a breath of fresh air. He's brought everyone together. Um, and yeah, he deserves a huge amount of credit. You'll, you'll not find many Blackburn fans who've got a bad word to say about Tony Milbury. The job he's done from the moment he walked into the club, even though uh, he was in charge when they were relegated, um, but he's been the man who's been given the tools to lead him back to back to the championship and, um, and done that with two games to spare. And it's, it's incredible that it has taken to, to the last two games of the season, really. I guess any other year, um, you probably probably would have been promoted a few weeks ago. Shrewsbury have really pushed uh, pushed the top two all the way this year. Yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible run from Shrewsbury. I think a lot of people will be um, looking out for them in the playoffs. Uh, you were always probably expecting them to tail off at some point because... They weren't operating with the same uh, as Rovers and Wigan, but they just kept going on and on. Uh, I think the running the checker trade probably hurt them in the end, um, but they're still on 86 points with a couple of games to go. So, And I think Bolton went up last year with 87, so there could be three teams with, with more than that. Um, and Rovers could still finish on 99 points and finish second. So the top three have really set the standard this year, and it's been quite an incredible run. Uh, but fair play to Rovers for being able to get the job done with two games to spare because it really was looking for all to go down to that last game of the season. Mm. And in terms of um, you know the, the relationship between the, the fans and the owners, because obviously at Charlton that's something uh, we've seen problems with over the last few years. Now Blackburn are another club that have had uh, controversial owners in the Venkies, and they're still there. But I mean, I, I don't tend to hear as much from from Blackburn Rovers fans about the Venkies. I mean, is there still a little bit of distrust between the, the fans and the and the owners? Yeah, well, it certainly can't be overlooked that um, they took charge of Rovers were mid table in the Premier League and they found themselves in League One. So you, you'll not find anybody looking past that, but. Um, They've invested the money in this last year. It's been um, a big financial commitment from them uh, to plug the gap from going down from the championship and funding League One. They've spent more money this season on transfers than they have done in probably the previous three windows when they were a championship club. And I think that was the thing with the fans 
they were disappointed with the lack of investment in terms of what they were seeing on a, on a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. They spent 250 grand last season. Uh, and with the sales, they just were selling the best players and not replacing them. And that's why they, they eventually got relegated. But Mowbray's been out to India and um, he got all the assurances that he wanted. That, that's the big role that he's played. That the feel-good factors back at the club and there's no real talk about the ownership because of the job that Tony Mowbray's done, uh, done on the pitch with, um, with the backing of the owners. Hmm. Now, look, I mean, sort of looking ahead to Saturday's game in a way, but uh, in terms of the rest of the season for Blackburn, now they're sitting one point behind Wigan uh, before Saturday's game. I mean, how important to them do you think the title would be? Because some, I think some Charlton fans were hoping they would get to this stage of the season and Blackburn would have nothing left to play for and they might take their foot off the gas. But I mean, how important would the title be for, for, for Rovers? Yeah, not just that as well. This this run of one defeat in 33 is something they're very proud of. Um, want to try with one defeat in 35 if they can with these final two games. Uh, with the title as well, I think they'll probably we get to top possibly further ahead than they are. Um, they were 12 points in front of Rovers early in the season. They managed to claw that back. So with a, with a shot with the title, they've got nothing to lose. They've got two games to go. They're probably going to need to win both of them, I think, and hope that we can drop points in at least one of their matches. So there is plenty still riding on it for them. I don't think they'll be turning up and um, just playing around. I think they'll be they'll be really keen to, to get, see, see if they can get the title. And um, they've shown great resilience throughout the season. But with two games to go, I don't, I don't see any reason why there should be any let up from them, to be honest. Mm. So, uh, on, on Saturday down at the Valley, who are, who are the main players that Charlton fans should be looking out for from the Rovers' side? Well, obviously, Bradford Jackson, the main man he won, Leafball Player of the Year, he's been outstanding since he joined from Gillian. He really has been, been a standout. After a difficult start, he picked up a couple of string injuries in the first couple of months. He didn't score his first goal until late in September, but 18 league goals, and he's, he's a really go-to man. When he, well, it's normally because because Dax produced it and uh, down the spine of the team with Charlie Mulgrew obviously 14 goals from centre half he's terrific left foot from, from set pieces Danny Graham up front leading the line with his experience so they're the real spine of the team those three and um, they're the ones who probably carried them through uh, carried them through the season when they've needed big players to stand up it's, it's really been those three that have uh, come to the fore and and how do you see the game going? Because I remember in the in the defeat up at Ewood Park just before Christmas, I think uh, it was Leon Best's own goal that gave Blackburn the lead. But then I felt Charlton actually put put the home side under a little bit of pressure in that second half. So they they've proven that they can play against Blackburn. I mean, have did Rovers sort of improve after that after those that performance? Was that sort of one of their more average performances of the season? I think it's been like a lot of, of games that Rovers have come up against because when teams come to Ewood Park, they want to perform. So Rovers always often come up against the best of the opposition. Um, and I think particularly in that second half, Charlton really did push them. Uh, David Graham had a couple of great saves. And you could see with the celebrations of when Danny Graham scored that goal in injury time, uh, David Graham, the goalkeeper, sprinted the full length of the pitch and all 11 players celebrated in front of the Blackburn end. And that made it six wins in a row in um, like through November and December. And that was a real key time in the season for Rovers where they were just starting to turn the screw uh, and it was a really big win I think for, for them um, Charlton did impress in that second half particularly and um, yeah they'll, they'll certainly be wearing the threats I know I've been spoken to the manager Tony Mowbray he's, he's um, 
he, he knows the threats that Charlton pose. So Rose will be under no illusions that uh, if they are going to get the three points to keep the title alive, so they'll, uh, they'll have to come through a tough test. So there we go, great to hear from uh, Richard there from the Lancashire Telegraph, giving us the lowdown on Blackburn Rovers, unfortunately uh, not expecting them to be on the beach now, <laughs> now that they've uh, uh, that they've got promotion, but there is still the, the title to fight for with Wigan, they're a point behind the Latics, uh, obviously with a couple of games left. Right, we got an email in, Mark Newbury, our very own uh, evening chats, personally, I was glad that Blackburn got their promotion on uh, Tuesday, a tough midweek game, then a celebration should leave them tired enough for our hard work to push them back. But I still think that we should man Mark Dak uh, as he's been immense for them this season. Uh, but well, excuse me, if you get Konza or Aribo or uh, to limp it uh, to him, uh, and that should nullify his influence. We used to do that a lot with Keith Jones. He stuck to his job well, uh, so well uh, he once went and stood by the sideline as a player who was marking went to change their boots. Uh, apart from Fosu, if we start with the team we did. Uh, who did so well against Pompey, we have a good chance. A week's rest and training gives me hope for a good result. But even a draw would not be a disaster, and we would know what we would have to do on the last day. Um, yeah, so good, good email. Cheers for that, Mark. Agree with him about trying to man Mark Bradley Dactis to try and nullify him? 100%. I just think it's got to be Cashy that does it. Yeah. Um, he was got himself about and... and made those tackles all day against Portsmouth eventually got his book in right at the end he's going to have to do the same again and it's going to be a tight line he's going to have to be careful um, you know he doesn't want to get himself booked early doors but he's just got to follow him everywhere uh, let the centre backs then deal with the likes of Graham and, and like Mulgrew from set pieces but um, yeah he's just got to stick to Dak uh, and that hopefully Forster Kasky can can then work with the rest of midfield as I say Mark Marshall and Reeves either side are going to have to put a hell of a shift in as well it's not going to be easy but mm. if from the way that the, the guy was talking it sounds like they're going to come out and play and if they do that then as I say that's the sort of team we like to play against we like to then try and hit other teams when they're coming forward so I think that might help us a little bit, but it's going to be a tough game, irrespective. Mm. Now, uh, something we haven't mentioned yet because um, we'll, we'll do this properly uh, at, at the end of the season. But obviously, I mean, I mean, Jacko's out injured, so he's not going to play on, on, on Saturday. But this will be, you know, his last league game at the Valley as a player, as such. But obviously, he's going to be standing on the touchline. Hopefully, he'll be standing on that touchline for, for many years to come. So it'll be a really strange one for him. Uh, a lot of, I've seen a lot of people during the week saying, oh, they're going to come out for Jacko, but I say he's not playing. But um, in, in terms of his last league game, do you think that will potentially be a bit of a special occasion, won't it? Yeah, you'd hope so. Or I hope we give him some sort of send off. Um, because a lot of, you know, there might be some fans who might might not be able to make Rochdale, so, um, and he might not even be fit for then. So, yeah, I've, I, you know, hopefully we can do show him appreciation. Hopefully we win. And then, obviously, I'm sure he'll get a little sta- a standing ovation at the end of the game because I, I think we don't really need to sit here and explain what he's done for the club. I think it's pretty obvious. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, it's going to be weird, um, him not being about next year. But he hasn't really played that much, really, this year. But, um, yeah, it'll be sad, but it'll be, also be a, hopefully a happy day with three points. Yeah, that's uh, the, the main thing we're hoping for. Right, let's have a look at some... some uh, Cashy back bet then, Nave. What are you doing? You're just I don't know. Down some I, well, I, I thought earlier Blackburn half time, Charlton full time. Then I thought Marshall's first goal score a three two. I think there's be goals in it. I think yeah. there's be a lot of goals in it. Um, but I'm still women and are in. Um, but I'm, so I'm hoping for some inspiration. Do you got mm. any? 
Uh, well, no, it's so hard to predict yeah. how this one's going to go. Now, now I mentioned I think we're we're at a bit of a loss without Tariq Fasu, and we desperately need someone to step up to the plate. And you know, if, like I say, if Kai Kai's fit, then he a lot of pressure is going to be on him. Otherwise, it will be the likes of Reeves. And mm. I'm trying to think who was leading. I mean, it was Marshall who seemed to be leading a lot of our counter attacks on on Saturday in the second half after after Fossey went off injured, and so maybe him as well. Forster Kasky, like I say, probably be a bit more defensive on on Saturday. So it's, yeah. it's just hard to see which way to go. Now I think. I think if we do win, I think it'll be a bit narrower. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, Blackburn only, only sort of plundered the one guy against Doncaster on Tuesday evening. I watched them against Peterborough this time last week. I've only watched the second half, and they scored some good goals there. But obviously, that's a home game where Peterborough were desperately fighting to try and get mm. results that they needed to keep them in touch as well. So, I'm not. I'm not sure. Tom, come on. Then. <laughs> me, me and Nathan have both very much passed the buck. Yeah, I think we're going to win. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's going to be tight, um, but I think we might sneak it two-one. Okay, who's yeah. the goal scorer? Give us a goal. Right, two, uh, one. Give me a goal scorer. I'm gonna put that on. All right, I'm gonna give it to Mark Marshall. Then. You was gonna say that anyway, wouldn't you? All right then. <laughs> I was uh, I was just looking for the side that played against them when we played up in their place, and Fossu didn't play then because he was injured. Mm. Um, so Marshall two one, right? Yeah. So I think, uh, of course, it's still a huge loss, but we coped with them on the whole that day. As I say, the, the scoreline flattered them in the end, and now they're at our place, and we've got to make that count. Mm. So that's what we're going to go for then. Two one with Marshall for the cashy back. Seventy to one. That is seventy to one. Excellent stuff. We could win loads uh, of money. One hundred forty quid. Right. So I mean, guys, your, your last feelings just before we end the show. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, we we can lose on Saturday and it won't be over. But I think a draw or a win is absolutely vital at this stage. Of the yeah. Season. Well, what's weird is we could we could lose and still be in it, or we could win and it makes no difference because the other two win. So it's just such a mad mad situation. But mm. We just got to worry about ourselves for now. Um, try and get the job done. As we said, if we win both of our games, we should be fine, and we've got to focus on that. Hmm. I think. I think if we lose on Saturday, I'm just going to be worrying about every result for the next <laughs> glimmering like four years. It feels like four years. So <laughs> a draw, I'd be happy, but I'd still be apprehensive. If we win on Saturday, I would feel comfortable. Going into Rochdale, but that's it's not. No one's ever yet. felt comfortable going to Rochdale. Okay. <laughs> right, we've run out of time here on Charlton Live, the big match preview. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it, uh, Tom and Nathan. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Cheers. Uh, Don't forget, we'll be back here on Charlton Live and Maritime on Sunday evening to look back at whatever happens against Blackburn Rovers. Let's hope it's three points for Charlton. Right, I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to leave the last word of this uh, this week's show to Lebo. Yeah, just come along, support the lads. That's that's all I can say. Support the lads. Get behind them for the full ninety minutes. Um, because it, it can be a great day. We can turn this into a great day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.